Hi, I'm that stack of New Yorkers in the corner, silently judging you, Condé Nasty. Hi, I put the Buttigieg in Buttigieg. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Nina. Or, oh my god, wow, we're just starting again. Okay. No, no, I kind of like that. It's a Freudian slip. <laughs> it is a Freudian slip. Hey, Ursula, how are you? I'm good, Condi. How, how's it going? I'm doing well. I love this look you're rocking. It was very much reminding me of Mina West. I so rarely see you in a pageant gown without a corset. I forget that it makes your tentacles look like Mina West's moving dress. Well, where do you think the bitch got the idea? I, I fucking love it. It's fierce as fuck. No, I, um, I love your look too. I, I do love a tailored pantsuit. You're giving me very Elizabeth Warren realness and I'm here for it. You know, Miranda Priestley was based on me. <laughs> um, so let's get into this episode. Oh, wait, who is that? Uh, you know. The one who was doing that thing out of her mom's car? Mm-hmm. And the one who was always walking around the street wearing that strappy thing with buckles, looking like Emily Bronte in a harness? Mm-hmm. With all the Johns saying they're looking for somebody to read their fortune walking up and down this street all the time? Mm-hmm. You know the one. It's that girl. Hey, that girl. <laughs> How are you? Perfect. <laughs> hey, that girl. How you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you both? We're doing great. I'm so happy to see you here. I love the floral wreath you're rocking today. Your look is very, very strength goddess, and I'm living for it. Well, one of us had to turn a look. Oh, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I heard what you said. I heard what you said. Bitch. <laughs> uh, you know, none of it was lies. Emily Bronte in the hardest is a good look. Um, so, uh, let's, uh, let's get into this episode. Um... So, what did you guys think of the reunion episode? Uh, to borrow a phrase, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I've like honestly most of the reunion episode. Well, the last two haven't been tame. Do you so, know what the I be- guess? You know what the best reunion was for me? Season one, because they did. I've it, never seen that. They one. did it after the the finale. So it actually had this kind of reunion, like the season was done. So the reunion felt like a reunion and not just part of the press tour for the finale. (laughs) And it was, I mean, obviously the show was smaller. I, I I just remember what's her name. Um, It's not Shanice. What the hell was that one? The, the, the real pageanty Vegas one. What was her name? And I, I forgot. It's not that I don't. Oh my God. I, uh, age is a cruel mistress. Um, I cannot remember her name, but she got real uppity about how much her pants cost, and it was a real weird conversation with Santino. And but it did it did gift us. Uh, uh, what's her name? Nina Nina Brown? No. How, again, Nina Bonita Tammy Brown. Brown. No, no. Um, it's Tammy, Tammy Brown. Brown. Jesus Christ! I'm, oh yeah, I'm a failure today. It's embarrassing. Well, well, but Tammy Brown's immortal line of walking children in nature. I. I do. I I like that they split the reunion from the finale. I was not a big fan of bringing everyone out for thirty seconds of of pablum before getting to the finale. So I like the separate episode. I think they should not only air it. I think they should do it after the finale proper. I agree. Oh, I think it would be much improved if they did it after the finale because then yeah. you get like all the shit 
I feel like All Stars 2 was after the finale, but that was really the only one that was after. So, yeah. And yeah. honestly, I really liked that one for that reason. It felt more, like, complete. I completely agree. Um, I actually really liked the season nine reunion, partially because I felt like Shea Coulee was, like, being, like, showing true sportsmanship the whole time. And then she showed up with lots of opinions. And that was... I'm normally not here for drama, but I love Shea Coulee showing up and being like, really, you two-faced bitch? With some of these girls. Um, That kind of made it for me. Well, that could almost be what the reunion is for. Like, if you wanted to get back to a more traditional, craft-focused season, you you could, like, tease and let breathe all of that drama in the reunion episode where they just throw shade at each other recreationally in a way that wouldn't derail the fucking season. But at the same time, they're obviously, like, you know, uh, doing it late enough that people have seen, like, how others are talking behind their back, as as we will see play out through this episode. So yeah. I do think that there were a fair number of confrontations. There were more confrontations than usual, honestly. But yes. they were still a little tame. Sure. Okay. So the episode opens up very celebratorily with Vanjie, which I... I loved, I loved it. I loved them celebrating Vanjie for all of the off-the-cuff, beautiful buffoonery that is Vanjie. Um, right away, I was like, ooh, they're leading with the good goods, because this is going to be the most part, fun part of the episode. But I know that last episode was very much us celebrating Vanjie, um, and I, I'm here to do it again, yeah. frankly. Yeah, I think that a like for a lot of these girls, they didn't get like any coverage at all and if they did they got like maybe like some of them as little as like oh i got to say a read like they didn't do like the like let's walk through and show you a little moment of each girl it was just like hey we're gonna talk about vanjie we're gonna talk about some drama mama and then uh that's gonna be over pretty much pretty much yeah no if kahana was not trade nobody would remember who the fuck that bitch was yeah, like Wait, I, I actually Kahana? like that model of not doing the like parade of queens because it does. It's like one last challenge, like stand out in a crowd uh, to get to get airtime that's worth it. And I think there are like I would have liked to have seen more from Nina this episode, but given that she's such a decent human being, she was just never <laughs> involved in any of the drama, so there was no drama to check back in. It, it would just be like, hey Nina, are you still a fundamentally decent human being who's a shining light in this shit show of darkness that we're all enduring here in 2019? And she'd be like, yes, I made you some cookies. Would you like some of them? And that would and that's a lovely life, but it's not great TV. So I get it. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, that's why she went home. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. What but uh, getting back to the actual like Vanjie stuff, yeah. um, I I definitely like that they showed her having the like post reaction of like, girl, no one was better about how I did than me, and like yeah. having that be like truly authentic. I thought that was cute. Yeah, I I stand by my, like, as soon as she was out of this pressure cooker, as soon as she was eliminated last week, she, like, let herself go and was her funny off-the-cuff self, which is really, like, why she's a great drag queen to see in person. And I also think she, I think she felt more pressure than the other girls did. Whether or not she handles pressure as well is an entirely other discussion, but, like, 
she was hilarious this whole reunion and i feel like we weren't getting that Vanjie until she was out of this pressure cooker so it was really fun to see her just being funny and being herself yeah agreed was her bronzer like four shades darker than her complexion varies a lot i i think she uses lighteners bronzers i have no idea what her like natural complexion is it was just maybe maybe it was the dark hair too but she looked like a slightly different person (laughs) Uh, so you're saying she does both bleach and darkening, both simultaneously? She uses makeup that lightens her skin. I've seen her live where her skin, is, she looks like Beyonce's complexion. I have no idea what her normal complexion is. But I feel like the skin tone varies a lot. She brought the highlight this <laughs> during this reunion. She brought the highlight. She had the new teeth. She had everything but one thing that i do like is in like direct like conflict for how she did this season because she overcorrected with her costuming yet again uh she's now been rocking all these like t-shirt like baggy t-shirt looks like i'm just a girl wearing my boyfriend's shirt oversized sequin like and but at the same time i love it oh i did too i did too i also think it like suits her yeah yeah no she's just like homegirl that stayed the night yep all right so then they move on to talk about the brangy relationship what did you think Ursula? oh that was i was saddened to hear that they're over i it you know i i only like so much happiness at once but you know it was there and uh, that when, to get right into the guts of it when they got into the conversation like i'm sorry we have all dated brooklyn heights we have. Yep. We all have a. I don't want to be tied down, even though I'm not tying you down. I'm just being an awesome person to share your life with. But sure, you'll find someone better than. Uh, sorry, sorry, that got real personal real quick. But like, we 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 all have a Brooklyn in our past who had a commitment phobia, and when they cut back to Vanjie while Brooklyn was talking about it, my my shriveled heart just shattered into a million tiny pieces because you know Brooklyn wasn't the one who, or Vanjie was not the one who ended it. And Van, it just, it made me sad. Just, just yeah, sad. Yeah, she was clearly like still torn up about it. I like the, I, <laughs> I wanted the notebook experience. I got the posted experience. I love like, that read. I love that read. Yeah, no, it was definitely like I, I love that the whole thing is Brooklyn just laid it out there like. I'm not emotionally intelligent enough nor capable of having a real relationship as a person. So that's what happens. I'm I'm just like the normalization of like an intimacy disorder amongst gay men as represented by Brooklyn. We've all dated that person who says that really fucking opaque thing. That's like, so you don't want to be in a relationship? You could just say that. That's fine. I'll move on. I mean, yeah. Like, and I get it. You're both busy. You both have lives that take you other places a lot of the time. But honestly, I would, if I knew that Vanessa Vanjie Mateo would randomly meet me two, three times a year in whatever city I happen to be in, and we would have like a nice three-day weekend in a hotel, that would, like, even, you know what? Even if I didn't want a relationship, the like long distance relationship with Vanjie would be perfect because... We would both be off doing our own thing, and then when we're together, it would be adorable. Like, 
Ah, you're you're just I I don't like to lecture people on relationships, and I'm certainly not someone who thinks everyone should be in a relationship and everyone has a the one hanging out there. But come on, Brooklyn, Vanjie's pretty special, and I you fucking blew it. Thank you, thank you, that girl. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. I definitely thought that Vanjie looked adorable throughout the whole thing yeah and it was sad because i like it was obvious that that's how it played out and brooke was just like and it is what it is because i'm emotionally immature yep pretty much but i like that at least it ended where it was like you know we ended it early when things were still good so whatever um so it was nice that it ended in like a nice note it was good to see them hug i think i knew this was over already when i saw brooklyn at roscoe's the way that she talked about vanjie she wasn't revealing but the tone was that it was like in the past yeah 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 yeah. it was very meh (laughs) yeah does anybody that girl you're way better at remembering the order of these things do you want us to walk us through this or i'll just hop around stuff that came up i think it was definitely like Raja drama transitioning into Wiggate. But first with the Raja drama, it being the shadiest bitch in the room. I actually like, and you can play it back. You can play it back. Previous episodes that I was on. Like Raja D. O'Hara, like, you could tell that she was just like in a space where she just couldn't be a good person. But at the same time, like, she obviously thinks of herself as a good person, like all people do. And, like, maybe she is, you know, in some way a good person. But, like, she just couldn't be in that moment. And I thought it was really, like, I don't know. I I'm I guess I'm a Raja sympathizer because I was definitely just like, like, I feel you, sis. Sometimes you just can't be nice and, like it sucks that this is a time in which you couldn't be nice to people yeah no i've got i've got to admit i think i'm probably the biggest raja sympathizer because i tend to watch this and i try to like let go and just enjoy the story they tell me but a lot of times i feel like i'm looking at what is production doing and i feel like raja came in and had her earrings falling off and like had a look that was like not wowing and, like, as soon as there were a couple things or there'd be one criticism, I almost feel like production and Rue figured out, ooh, if this is if we poke her, she'll, like, Fifi or the Vixen on us, and then we'll get some TV out of her. And I kind of feel like, like, even when she'd do a good job, they'd, like, have the choreographers give her crap. I felt like, I don't know, to me, I look at this and I'm like, I think early on, it's like, it's like an animal in the wild. It's like a small nick, and then, like, the others go after it, and it's like, she was a good drag queen, but I feel like they they saw a weakness and they, like, just kept poking at her till she, like, flipped out. And as much as, like, she could have handled it differently or better, I definitely feel like they were trying to get a villain out of her as soon as they saw, like, that she would snap back at all. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't defend her that much, but I definitely feel like she she got, like she'd do a good job and it would be like, uh, it's underwhelming. And I feel like that wasn't an accident. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. That's how, that's honestly how I see Raja. And I feel I honestly feel sorry for her, but... Yeah. Well, well I think several girls had a bit of a, 
uh, cold water moment when they realized how they were viewed. Like, the edit can only go so far. The, the edit can move the needle a little bit in either direction. It can paper over faults or it can exaggerate them. But it can't yes, make Yes, but the a... production itself can be like, we're going to make a point to give you really harsh critiques on a pretty good performance. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. But I, I just think Raja realized, oh, shit, this is how I looked. And I, we've talked about this before. I, I think in this era of social media... Um, because I am actually a thousand years old and decry things like the age of social media. Uh, There is such this one-to-one real-time relationship between your actions and their, and your uh, social consequences. Like there's no such thing as a rumor anymore. It's not like you heard someone did something. So you kind of got to think about it. It's like, here's a, (laughs) here's a video. I took of it happening (laughs) every second of every day. And, you know, it's this. It, it is this weird feedback loop where the the queens just get a lot more locked in, and a, like they they don't le- they they are less likely to leave their creative lane. They really check how they interact with people, and when it doesn't work, boy, they hear about it real quickly. Like there are a couple. I am I am the least Raja sympathizer on this panel today, but I get what you're saying. I would not want to be in Raja Dio Harris mentions for. At least three of the episodes this season where it's just like, ooh, I bet some people said some real ignorant shit to you. Which even if you didn't act like a perfect person, didn't deserve what I'm sure she got in her in her uh, Twitter mentions. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure that. Um, we also got, I think, uh, I don't know, like, as much as there's lots to like about Evie, Evie has such, like, intruding hall monitor, like who the fuck are you? Like, if you don't like my look or if you think I'm not paying attention to the critiques, that's great. Why? Like, this is not a three-way street. Get away from me, bitch. Like, I like Evie's drag. I truly don't know who gave her a hall monitor pass in the workroom for this season. And I feel like if I was Raja, I would also be, like, I would pretty much be like, hey, Evie, do not speak to me. Thanks. Because she's so obnoxious. Like, I... I love that they got them all to say what, like, what other people think about me is none of my business. But at the same time, like, they're they're letting Evie's just pop off, say whatever she wants, la da 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 la da 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 da. Let me tell you my opinion of you. But at the same time, like, your opinion of me ain't my business. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. I don't, I don't care what you're saying because your opinion of me ain't my business. Absolutely, absolutely. In descending order of annoying. I think the wor- the most annoying is the person who asks for your opinion and then got mad at you for giving a negative one. A step down in annoying is the person who offered an unsolicited opinion, which even if it's correct, well-founded, and, uh, you know, maturely presented, it's still just like, uh, no one asked you. Uh, you can, like, thank you, I get it. And that's where Evie fell more often than not. Like, it was, it, it was not... But she did that constantly. It, like... Sometimes somebody seems to not be seeing something about themselves and doing that is constructive. Very selectively. Evie was in that workroom thinking she was the hall monitor for the season. The entire fucking season. Well, it was also um, it was also being authenticity police a little. Where it's like, it wasn't just, is your drag good or bad? It's like, are you staying true to some vision or uh, belief? Yeah. I guess. And, oh, and yeah. That, that, oh, yeah. that is the close... Like, I like Evie fine, and even when she was 
uh, yelling at people about things. Most of the time, it wasn't like the substance of her critique was wrong, and it wasn't delusional. A lot of the time, and this is like the third, there, a lot of the reality TV, I'm not like that excuse of like, I'm not being combative, I'm just being honest, when like, no, you're actually being combative because no one asked for the opinion. The opinion themselves tend to be delusionally self-serving, and that wasn't true for a lot of Evie's comments, and I think that's what saved her more often than not, where it's like, she's not wrong. Her 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 people skills could use some work, but she's she's not wrong uh, in the substance of her critique. Uh, it's a it's a weird nether realm where it's like, I'd like you to stop, but I can't yell at you for having inaccurate assessments. Oh, I love. I mean, Nina's take on it was perfect. Like, why are you so concerned? This is a reality TV show competition. And you are so, like, she she joked about everybody wanting to hear Evie's opinions in the workroom during the slapping challenge, and she commented on it at the reunion. She was clearly like, who made you the hall monitor of this fucking workroom? Like, it was, it was not that Evie was ever wrong. She was generally very right. She was just yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, nobody is asking you for this input. Why no, do you think I, this is I your totally job I totally get it, because I'm like, yeah, so, like, yeah yeah even if she is like your critique is she's being fake and yeah completely do you not have colleagues that you do not like that you like negligibly interact with who seem not the best at their job but you kind of do you and do you well and only correct with them when it actually impacts your work like all people? No? Yeah. I, I, I'm confused. You two don't know what I say about you when we're not on air because I'm an adult <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um all right, so moving on from Raja's Wicked. rage. Wicked oh, alert. Yeah. Sure. Snooze I don't give us. a fuck about Ariel. I I like that whole I love the Jessica Fletcher call out. I don't give a fuck about the rest of this and I thought it was bizarre that Raja didn't like save herself by bothering to walk across the stage and hand Ariel the wig. Oh, I love that she threw the wig. I thought that was great. I bet you I did. I wanted the wig thrown. She threw the wig. I was you like, messy yes, bitch. girl, throw you that wig at her. Bitch. Throw that wig at that two-faced bitch. <laughs> oh I God. loved it. I thought it was great. I didn't give a crap about Wiggate. I didn't give a crap about Ariel. What it did is reinforce that Ariel's a like, fake bitch. But at the same like, I I got my wig throw moment, so that was the only thing I got out of it. Uh, what did you think, Ursula? Yeah, I, I, as much as I hate to say it ever under any circumstances, I agree with that girl. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so then moving on to Plastique uh, and the Akira Plastique Raja discussion. Um, so I have to say, I feel like there's been a lot of talk about Plastique coming in and out of her accent. She seems to know a lot of very, very current pop culture, but not like early aughts pop culture. And there's a lot of criticism of how supportive is your family or not? Like, what is your real accent or not? And I feel like there are lots of immigrants who like, when they really think about it, can speak in a way that minimizes their accent. And when they're drunk, their accent is really pronounced. I get that she maybe was like overstating things to sort of excuse herself a little bit on the stage sometimes. But I thought it was bizarre that the girls were commenting and speculating as much as they did. And that social media was commenting and speculating as much as it did. I like, it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't interesting to me or 
it is interesting, actually. I just find it bizarre that people think that they can speak to an immigrant's experience when they really don't know. Well, also, what ha- did you guys like? has no one ever heard of code switching? It's, it, 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 yeah. it's, it's a thing in so many contexts. Like, there are situations in which I don't mention my love of musical theater or break into song as I want to do in other venues. And that's not because I'm being fake. It's because I'm judging the situation I'm in and what's both appropriate for the setting and in, in a worst case scenario appropriate for my well-being like that it, it, yeah. that's just life for anyone like only like n- not to n- not to over belabor a point but like only straight white men don't need to code switch because there's no situation in which what they want is not treated as okay literally yep. everyone else in the world at some point has to bite their tongue or carefully phrase what they're actually asking for because directly asking for it is not possible Yep. I don't get why people get that upset about it. And it's not even like, it's like we can get, if you want to have a whole podcast about like philosophical, what's the real self, I'm I'm right there for that. But it's like all of those situations combine to make a, who a person who they are. And like, it, there's not like some one real thing hiding under all of that. They are all part of that real person. And this weird, obs- it's this weird obsession with performative realness where it's it's like this eat pray love paper thin psychological analysis of of personhood that that yep. treats any type of modulation that adults have to do to get through their day as inexcusably inauthentic as opposed to just being aware of the world I agree. the realness the, the realness <laughs> it's bringing us that soundtrack did you have any other thoughts on that that girl Oh, no, I totally agree. Like, uh, you could tell that we're all in our, like, 30s because we're just, like, un- <laughs> we don't have- we don't give a crap about realness anymore. It's just like, yeah, no, people do what they have to do to, like, you know, get through this life and just, like, not deal with other people's bullshit. <laughs> I grew up too poor to ever play that game. I always thought that was, like, only privileged rich people do that authenticity game i've always been like people have to code switch i grew up in far too like diverse of an area to to buy that bullshit but yeah no i i hear um but, um on to like the what like plastic really was commented on outside of that was the akiria thing yeah i loved the editing during this situation and that which akiria would say lies she would lie and then there would be the cut to the edit of her yeah. doing exactly what she's lying about oh i didn't do that she walked up to me cut to her walking up to raja <laughs> like yep. loved yep. it oh I didn't do that. Oh, cut to her starting every single situation. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. And I lo- I like Akira a lot. I I I like that the the cut like shaded her. We and we know like Akira is not gonna win, but like she's definitely <laughs> not gonna win now. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh. Uh, all right. So then on to Scarlet Hate. Uh, so at a viewing party not drunk, totally sober, Brooklyn casually mentioned to Scarlett that the whole cast hated her. Use the word hate. First off, what the fuck? Brooklyn. Um, also, what did you guys think of that whole, like, conversation? 
That was that was the needle scratch ist moment for me during the reunion. It was like, I mean, Scarlet could be a little special snowflake who couldn't shut the fuck up and had to make everything about her just a little, but it didn't seem that out of pocket for you know a drag queen. Uh, so yeah, like, like the yeah, I want to yes. know like I want receipts. What happened in that workroom where they're all like, oh, we hate you, as opposed to I just, just think she I, was really confident. Go on, sorry. Yeah, it was just like, she just came off as very, very occasionally delusionally confident, but not, you know, uh, paling next to the, it's like stars in the daytime next to Silky Nutmeg Ganache. So I'm just like, were they editing around? Like, This is something I was thinking about later. It's like, Silky did not get read down really at all during this reunion for being what everyone was talking about Scarlet being. So I'm wondering, it's like, was that a conscious thing? Is there something we're missing? What What is happening? I also think Scarlet is very smart and extremely articulate at all times and is a phenomenal actress who can land a line perfectly. I think that, that she and Brooklyn both have a little bit of imperious, smart, uh, white bitch kind of vibes. And I just, I think that Scarlet was arrogantly self-assured and by far the most well-spoken person on this cast uh and i i just think that confidence coming from like a calm self-assured constantly articulate person who's not really slaying the runway but the the delivery in any kind of speaking challenge is perfect would just be intimidating like i think on some level they all probably felt a little bit of scarlet thinks she's better than me and i know because I'm not that different than Scarlet, and I get people telling me that just the way I interact with them makes them feel like I think I'm better than them pretty regularly. So, like, I, I sympathize with Scarlet, to be honest. Yeah, no, I definitely felt tinges <laughs> of myself in that moment. And I just wanted to be like, yeah, but, like, I had to, I had to agree with Scarlet's assessment of it. Like, well... Apparently it's a great world but you're all welcome to join it's great here like i it also gave me like shockwaves of like valentina in that it was just like this does not fit in with my fantasy (laughs) but at the same time like we love valentina and we love scarlet be kind of for that exact reason and that they're a little bit delusional and that's like you know that's okay like that self-assurance helps. Sucks. Why not live in a fantasy and appreciate, be, like, watching someone else live in a fantasy in which they just get their fucking life? Yeah, completely. Completely. I agree. Um, Alright, moving on to all the love for Nina. Ursula, do you want to walk us down this runway? Uh, to, there's not enough you can do to be nice to, to Nina West. I know. That's all I, that's all I can say. It just... I mean, she has mis- like I for a second when during like the first five minutes of the episode, I'm like, I wonder if Vanjie might get miscongeniality just because Vanjie is so amazing. But like, no, 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 no. It's it's Nina. It's going to be the Nina West congeniality award from now on. Yeah. Oh no, I completely agree. I agree. Um, I loved that they that Rue called her the pride of the season, and they had that. I love that this edit is like who's worth getting more time in this reunion. They had that long-ass reel on Nina, which was so great and so fun to watch. Um, and I loved the the video from uh, AOC and the talk about the Rihanna DMs. 
it was it was so much fun and i felt like nina managed to get rupaul to express like a genuine emotional connection and appreciation in a way that felt authentic which i don't think i've believed rue saying anything like that in years so (laughs) i'm really impressed i thought that was really great and yeah uh i enjoyed that moment i enjoyed coming back to nina it was cute does this bring us to the reading stuff where nina got to read people i guess oh Oh, yeah that was great (laughs) yeah Yeah, because like ooh, lord lord knows she didn't do it the first time but she came back yeah she did i like that k-pop joke Oh, that one killed me. I'm like that. That's like the like the perfect drag queen joke because it's a little offensive, but it's not really offensive. It's it's like yeah. it's just it's like just it, it's a joke you wouldn't make at a work party, but it, it's like oh, it's just it, it's like that perfect like John Waters level of consciously humorous but still not malicious offensiveness that just is like the quintessential drag queen joke and everyone died <laughs> yeah it was it was great uh, yeah. were there I, any other I, I think that it's weird though that like for a lot like some of these girls the reading thing was did we hear from honey davenport outside of her read her read was good her read was good it was definitely read was more great. classic than a lot of the other reads yeah well, uh, what did yeah. what did nina say about silky i remember really liking it but i can't summon it now Oh, I don't remember at all. Uh, it was good, but you know, yeah. Like they, uh, at least I, I like the interaction between Mercedes and um, uh, Vanjie relates to the reads. Like that was Mercedes read, but Mercedes ended up red and just proved yet again why why Vanjie is who she is. <laughs> like it was- I love that Vanjie wouldn't even let her get it out, but before giving her the retort, she was just like, "What bitch? What?" Yeah, no, um, no that was bye, great. bitch, bye. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, did Soju have any good ones? No, Soju had bad ones. Yeah, Soju's were no, bad. They were Kahana's all right. Were they were all right. They were. They weren't memorable, but they were all right. I remember yeah. them being fine. <laughs> I really like Soju. You do. You like Soju a lot. What's wrong with liking Soju? Nothing. Think, nothing. Like, I'll say this. Soju has gotten so much hate this season for being, like, having her two times that she's been on this show looking busted as hell. Like, the whole, like, flats controversy with the tendonitis. Like... She has gotten so much hate, and I just, I really don't like how much hate she's gotten, and the fact that, like, honestly, she's like, I just don't think she deserved it. I don't, I I guess I'm not, I sort of avoid the comments and things. I don't know how much hate she's gotten. I think she's very good at hosting her YouTube channel. I think she does a good job of being a drag queen who is embodying sort of the effervescent excitement of the fandom, um, interviewing drag queens, and then also, like, doing, you know, posts about K-pop. She's got a huge following for a reason. She's really great at that. I think the comments that this is the first time where it's, like, in a weird way, it feels like she's more of a fan of Drag Race than she is herself her own drag queen, so it's weird to see her on it. And... I'm not sure that's unfounded. Like, she definitely didn't have 
the vast majority of the skill sets required to be on this show. But her YouTube channel is absolutely worth subscribing to, and that's okay. Like, this doesn't have to be the competition for her. I, I don't have a low opinion of her at all. Yeah, I, I agree. We, we've talked about this before, too, where it's like Drag Race does have to keep up a little and be aware of other avenues that drag queens are coming up. But not, you know, being a good uh, influencer, Ariel, or being a good YouTube star like Soju doesn't make you a good live performer. They're just they're just different skill sets. And even if like I'm happy to concede, I think it would be better for everyone the sh- on and off the show if we if we remember that Drag Race is not supposed to be the totality of drag. Yep. Yeah. Completely. Completely. I mean, I think I think Soju is very good at what she does. I think it would could reasonably lead to another career. I think she's got it as a person in front of a camera who's able to be fun and present and likable. Yeah. I think she's got a really special talent that most girls who do well on this show don't have. Like, I respect her. This just wasn't something she was going to excel at. And that's okay. Like, so I'm sorry to hear if she's getting that much hate because she's really talented in her own way. Well, just the most I ever felt for Soju was just a... Uh, not not my thing or didn't impress me in this venue and that's like that's the thing too i think not to go back to decrying the the modern age of social media again but i will because it's half my show and i can do what i fucking want but i we get to this place where everything has to be life-altering or terrible every you can't just you can't have a tepid response to something where you at worst go well i don't like it not for me moving on you have to like I had a tepid response to the Game of Thrones finale, so I haven't really tweeted about it because I don't care enough to do so. I just, I, we get to, somewhere along the line, we got to this place where you either, you're a stan or you're a hater and there's no room for anything in between. And that is ridiculous. I just think if you're in between, you just don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I think that's more of the problem, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because you only hear the voices of the bottom and the top. Like, if it was interesting enough to actually comment. Right, I've, I've, I've never given a Yelp review to an adequate restaurant. I had a perfectly yeah. adequate... I had a nice time. The meal. <laughs> a perfectly decent time. They, they prepared the meal to my specifications. It was middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. I'm obnoxiously somebody where when I'm like, eh... This is a four, not a five. I will, like, post and, like, leave my... But they should really do this, like, annoyingly. <laughs> that That's not my... I don't know if I'm helping to combat the problem uh, or what. But... Oh, no, no. You like to give tiny critiques about things? I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> I know. You're shocked. You haven't learned that over, over a decade of friendship. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But speaking of fours and not fives, <laughs> do you want to go over the looks for yeah. the reunion? <laughs> Uh, oh, that it. girl let's is see. being a bitch today. Ooh. Yeah. I, I was like, ooh, ooh, girl, I got something. I got something. And yep. speaking of those that don't really have much of anything, let's start in reverse order. Uh, of Like in the order of the elimination. Uh, actually, yeah, I loved, I loved Soju's look. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was very nice. Actually, we shouldn't even comment on most of these because they don't even need words said about them. I liked Raja's look. 
I thought uh, it was great. I liked Rise's look too. I really liked just, all that purple. Yeah, no, it gave. I don't know why, but I'm like thinking. I it gives me Oz for some reason. Okay, like, I don't feel that way, but there's something about the way the hue of the purples is all like complementary or corresponding. That I, her look, her makeup to her outfit, I thought really worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like she's somebody, I think she went home and she knew she was going to get bad at it. And she was like, she made sure she showed up looking fierce. Yeah, I really liked her during this episode and I thought she looked great. Um, who I didn't think looked great. I didn't think Scarlet looked great. I didn't get the green. The green just, like, the color, it didn't there, There's too much didn't yellow stand in it. out it, in any real way. Yeah, it, it, the, the, there's so much yellow in the green of the dress that it's, like, melding into her skin tone. So it it's like an uncanny valley of a dress. It just looks like she's sick. Yeah, yeah. no. I, what's weird is I, I liked the styling, and I liked seeing her with, like, a bigger wig with that kind of wave. And the, the styling of the wig, the styling of the dress, etc., there were many things I liked about it. But the color choice, I was not here for. If that were in a jewel tone, I think it'd be a lot better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If that, imagine if that was, like, a beautiful purple or red. Or even an emerald. Even, like, a saturated green. Yeah. Oh, no. That would be very different. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would have been great in sapphire. I thought that Ariel's outlook was, A, she was sitting like a frustrated boy with her legs, like, spread out most of the time in like a flesh tone latex i don't know what and pink hair the coloring was so not flattering to her complexion the construction of the garment wasn't flattering her her she was like sitting like a man the whole time i was like bitch get off the stage like what the fuck are you doing i actually like this leather look i thought it was interesting i thought it was like definitely when you think about her as like you know unicorn vomit like a lisa frank nightmare this was a definitely <laughs> like a different take on that thing but it still felt like her so i actually appreciated that look if it was a different color i would have felt very differently about it that it was like a flesh tone latex flappy dress no, thing. that's what did it for me seriously i like that it was I, this weird ass color like i, I was like i okay. fucking hated it okay <laughs> i fucking hated it i hated it Oh, for me, it was like, oh, you did Ariel Versace in a different way. Like, look at you. I only thought you were a one-note girl, and you, you're you serving up two whole notes. Uh, Sugar's disappointed me. I feel like it's, it's everything that goes wrong for Sugar in a lot of her looks. Like, there's just, like, three or four fine details, like the fit of the bust or the eye makeup. Like, I, I get what she was going for. But I feel this was, like, one edit on each piece away from being really great. Yeah, I feel like Sugar really proved that she's a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none yeah. yet again. Yeah, <laughs> That's fair, that's fair. I, I like conal-shaped dresses like that. Um, I Like, on Borsgorn Scords, my Game of Thrones podcast that I love, they commented when Marjorie Tyrell wore, on season two wore that, like, weird burrito top like structured architectural like tapestry in the back dress that only a gay man would like this but it like completely removes all of uh what is it natalie dormer's feminine features it reminded me of that and i was like they're right i love it i love this weird like conal i'm like wrapped in a taco sort of structural top part 
But I thought it was a dark purple and then it was like black jewels in front. And she had the black wig. For me, it was like, there's not enough contrast here that even if this is well done, we're not really seeing it. Yeah. Um, but I I am that gay man who's like, ooh, it's structural, I live. Plastique's look was real good. Ugh. Like, real, real good. It was tr- like inspired by a traditional Vietnamese outfit. And I just, I loved it. I thought it was like tense. Me too. I thought it was great. I like I like Nina's look. I like the I like the stole uh, made out of the what, what are the what's the name of those sack monkeys? Yeah, those those are sack monkeys. Yeah, I thought they had a name like a Mister Something. No, they're, Maybe. they're like they're literally referred to at like that is a sock no. monkey brand sock monkey in any event adorable her face is beat i almost didn't recognize her like her, the 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 way she's shaping her her contours is different than what she did in the in the season yeah yeah i'll say i still think she needs to figure out figure that out like it's different it's heading in the right direction but I fe- You've got a little ways to go yet. I, I, I think her face got lost a little in this look. It's a good look, but it's I I don't. It doesn't make me think of Nina. There there is a way to make Nina's default instincts work and and high drag. I, the, this was a good look. It just wasn't the blending of the two that I think would really serve her well. Yeah, I agree with that, that was like honestly, given how much you you love Nina, I was like, ooh, he thought it was a boot. <laughs> like because that's the meanest thing you're ever gonna say about her <laughs> comparatively <laughs> speaking yes <laughs> that yeah. is accurate that is accurate uh, i had a... it was like i love nina so ursula just beat booted just nina like, What's going on, on this podcast wow yeah, well, it's a it's a crazy time we're living in um yeah we talked about vanji's look i liked evie's look i i i, I it is it's like a face keeny thing with the mask. I I could see it not working, but somehow it all kind of came together for me. I like the shoes. I like the shape of the robe. Like I get what she's doing, and it 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 worked for me. Yeah, no, I I would have been annoyed by the face mask if she hadn't like done her eyes and like mouth in a way that was like really popping. But yeah. she pulled it off in a way that I thought was very interesting. Yeah, take notes, Silky, and that's how you do your eyes in a face keeny. Yeah, no, it kind of it sort of something about it reminded me of like the Simpsons, the way that it's like the the whole look is like the I, like you've got the suds and the hair, like I'm thinking of like a woman, you know, wrapped in a towel who was like shampooing her hair and has like a face mask. Like there's a whole idea behind it. And I feel like Altogether, it works, but I feel like when I first saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is she doing?" Oh, you know what makes you it work for me? You just said The Simpsons, it... and I'm just like, her hair shape is totally like Marge. Just <laughs> there we go. Up and up and up, and like, cause you said that, and I was like, "He ain't talking about The Simpsons," and I'm like, "Oh, but it is rather Marge." And yeah, you know yeah. what makes it really work for me? Looking at a picture of it now, she stopped at where she painted on her brows. She didn't continue it to her actual like brow ridge. It keeps the eyes really popped out and not looking like a like a like she's about to mug me. It, it, yeah. yeah, that was a good call. Like that fine detail work, I think, is like part of why she's she's done so well. Speaking yeah. of a good call, I love Silky Nutmeg Ganache's Majorette Beyonce Homecoming. 
Like, I know this girl. Like, she she is leading those majorettes through their pop, lock, and drops, and I love it. I love it. It's great. I like it from the waist up. I'm looking at a picture of it, and it's like the opposite of Alyssa Edwards' back rolls. There are, like, front rolls popping out of the front of the bodice, and I appreciate... I am... I'm not going to react too much on a woman dealing with the size of her body. I empathize, obviously. But there's like a weird cut there where it's like cutting into the belly roll. And it's just like, that is... Like, you could have cut that a little lower and solved that problem. But I I agree. Generally speaking, drum majorette is actually a pretty solid way to interpret Silky's pageant drag in a way that feels a little more active. And especially because of Homecoming, current. Yep. I think the I think it was the right choice given the time more than anything. Yeah. And I think it's very good for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and then on top of that, I also really like that she served up a totally different silhouette and a totally different type of thing that we haven't seen her in before. I feel like both uh Silky and Evie kinda in the top four did something very different than what was the usual. But moving on to Brooklyn, I don't like, I feel like we've seen this from her before with the, like, I don't know the reference, but the all good gold look with the cigarette, like, that that was basically this in a different color. Well, I've, I've yeah. seen, it, on her Insta, I've seen a lot of that hat shape, that, like, you know, 80s rich bitch, nighttime soap opera, Joan Collins-y look, like, it, this is, it's in her wheelhouse, and, you know, I don't have a problem with Queen's working from in the you know the genre that serves them best but i agree it's not it's not something new yeah yeah no i agree with that but i'm not expecting new from brooklyn yeah i liked it for what it was um i actually really liked like i know that they intentionally put three people they didn't expect a lot out of behind the top four um so we never really got to see the rest of honey's look but i loved honey's wig and she knew she was going to be back there so she better come with some interesting hair and she did. Yeah, I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. No, I agree. I really liked it. It kind of gave me like storm vibes. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I was here for it. Yeah. And then Akira in her feathered showgirl look, which was pretty classic, but very nice for what it was. And the feathers were kind of multi-tonal blue, which I appreciated. Added a little touch of dimension, you know. I just thought this was like, it, it was nice, but like, What's nice got to do with it? Like, yeah, I just, I, I was, it wasn't creative. Um, it was it, boring. Yeah, and predictable, like very predictable. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, so, what are your guys' thoughts on the final four, just as a whole? What are we thinking going into to next week? I think Evie should win. I think Brooklyn's going to win. Okay. My my position has not changed. Uh, since last week and uh i don't know i don't know why i think the reunion reinforced my opinion maybe it's because i think i'm always right and therefore everything reinforces my opinion but there's something about the edit and the balance of time and maybe it's just because it was like connected to vanjie and they want to spend time on vanjie for obvious reasons but something about it just made me feel like everyone in charge of this show knows brooklyn's gonna take it like i that, okay. that's my feeling all right what do you think that girl um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I felt like 
Brooklyn should have taken it until I saw this. Now I'm like, no, no, Evie should have it. <laughs> the thing so is, I, I, I ahead, feel like Evie should get it now. So I totally did do a flip-flop. I thought Brooklyn should have had it because I felt like she did the best and brought some like real new shit. Now I'm just like, no, Evie is bringing even more new shit. So... I uh, guess so, I'm going in to the final with Team Evie. I feel like Evie has really done... It's very hard to go on this show and to do what they're asking you to do and to also be weird and arty and conceptual and manage to do it in a way that still fits in the categories and mixes it up. And I think on the whole, Evie has brought something really special, whereas Brooklyn is like A-plus pageant dancerly drag most of the time, right? And she's very good at it. Um, and, like, I'm not... They both have more to them than just those things. But but that is kind of the, the heart of the two of them. If Evie wasn't such a fucking hall monitor in the workroom, I would, like, be very... Evie should get it. She's really elevating advancing drag. Because she was so insufferable in that workroom, um, I kind of feel like Brooklyn's going to get it. And I'm not I'm not happy with that answer. I would rather Evie get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, but, well. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Uh but what what do you think about the fact that like they switched they switched it up in the final thing, like the final thing where they're like, let's have everyone say something nice about one of the final four. That was weird. Yeah, I thought it was so clearly in contrast to like, and now we're going to try to do something different at the end of this episode, but still involve the final four, because last year it was really awkward when no one said Cameron Michaels when we ran around and said who, who should win, and Cameron just had this pissed off look on her face. Yeah, oh my god, I love that. I remember that. Nobody said that, because I was like, why is Cameron still here? She's not yeah. that good of a lip singer, for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like that they deliberately were like, let's say something nice about each of these, because no one said anything nice about one of the four last time, and it was really weird. Yeah, I thought it was funny that um, right away, right off the top, Banji described Akira as the MacGyver of drag, and I completely agree with that assessment, and then was like, I just wanted to say that to say something nice in case nobody did. Like immediately and they kept that in the edit no i think it was the case that nobody said nothing nice about akira and then that that like that was some production work that it came off that way and that she did it first because i think they probably asked about akira maybe in the middle and nobody was saying nothing at all it's so fast she raised her hand and said something and was like i'll take this airtime So here, here we are, almost at the end of the season. Do ha, has, has anyone's feel, like over the last few weeks we've we've all been in this place of like the seams are really showing in production choices. Queens are going home because the script demanded it, not because their performance did. Yes, I felt a kind of you know detached ennui uh, here. I I use words like ennui. Um, has anyone moved from that position? Like, are you excited for this finale? Because I'm not. I'm not excited for the finale. I still love the show. They clearly do not even remotely try 
to conceal production. And I think there's a lot of really stupid twinks under 30 who, like, don't see through the seams. And even if they can, like, I feel like I see through production so much, they might as well just, like, release a reel of what happened that day. Like, the curtain is pulled completely back. They send people home who are good and pleasant in the workroom and don't create drama for good middle-of-the-road performances that they pretend are bad all the time. I mean, production, like, they're not even trying to be discreet anymore. And I would appreciate it if they were judging it a little more as though it was a competition, but it isn't. And I'm still going to watch it as a drag showcase. I don't need to be excited about the reunion. I'm already fully aware that, like, I might go see some of the final four if they're in town performing, but I will absolutely go out and see Nina or Banji if they're performing in anything all the time. Like, the winner is not always the winner. In fact, the winner is usually not the winner. Snatch Game is no longer even a good indicator of who's going to be in the final four because the show isn't trying to be a real competition anymore. And that's fine. Like, I don't need to be excited about the finale. I like the journey of watching the show. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I I definitely got to this point where I was just like, we've had drag race on every week since December. <sighs> you know what I'm excited for? A break. A break from drag race. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm just having a hard time getting really excited about this finale because I'm kind of like, does it really fucking matter? Does it really matter when you have back to back seasons? <laughs> like, I know. I've done back to back seasons of all stars and uk's coming up does it really matter i don't think it really matters i will say i mean to me it's a showcase like nina and vanji will get my dollars i'm not showing up anywhere because silky's there like anywhere it means nothing (laughs) yeah i mean i'll say this about the uk one i'm hoping it's kind of a shot in the arm uh for the for the franchise that the different set of queens and the different, um, like British Ultra energy, Malou. I I just yeah I'm hoping that uh, that the new perspective adds a little something that's missing or re or, or you know miracle of miracles maybe re sparks Rue's interest, um, but yeah that that might be it but. Girl, I need, like, a solid three weeks off. Like, I'm done with Game of Thrones. I can be done with Drag Race. Everything else that I watch, it just comes on streaming in a bundle. So it's fun. But, like, I, I really need some time back for me. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season being over. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's funny. <laughs> I like how all of us are like, are you are you excited for the finale? Girl, I'm excited for this shit to be done. <laughs> It just doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Nobody who I like... Like, I love Evie's drag, but I find her... Her hall monitor thing is like, what? Seriously, what the fuck, bitch? Um, That I... I'm just like... They made bad choices, not based on the actual performance in the competition, to get to a Final Four that I'm not particularly impressed by. Like... I, I think the say. last time I was like truly excited for the finale was season nine because you knew you were going to see a Shay and show Sasha go up against each other and it was going to yeah. be everything. And, like, and Peppermint and Trinity were amazing lip singers. That was that was a fucking season finale, and that was one where there were four top queens. 
that made fucking sense going into a lip sync. Like, that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best finale ever. This is not going to be the best finale ever. Oh, yeah. No. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, after seeing seeing the wonderful lip sync that Silky could do, I'm just like, ooh, huh. Like, what are they going to do This is not going to be week? a show. Yeah, what are they going to do? Are they going to magically be like, you're not lip syncing this time, shockingly. It'll have to be literally any other activity. Like, that lip sync, like, Nina's lip sync wasn't great, but it didn't make me think Nina couldn't possibly do a good lip sync. Like, with the... Oh, I agree. Like, that lip sync made me believe firmly that Silky does not lip sync well, regardless of yeah. context. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So, I guess that's the thing that's preventing me from really being excited, is I'm just like, oh, like, two of these girls are really good at turn it. And yeah. two of them aren't. So that I means mean, it's Evie or be, Brooklyn. And there's like... only going to be three lip syncs, and that either means... That means two of them are going to be lackluster. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Ah. I think oh, they're going to separate Evie and Brooklyn, and both two are going to suck, and then it's going to be Evie and Brooklyn. And yeah. then Rue's going to choose who he thinks is best for the franchise, regardless of performance. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and the, the sad thing is, like, you could think, well, maybe Evie or Brooklyn will be fun in their lip syncs against a weaker lip syncing partner, but part of the fun of the lip sync is the battle. It's like, yeah. when it's too amazing. No, it's like people, running. You run faster when you're running against somebody. Exactly. Like just, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, hope maybe we'll be proved wrong. Maybe we'll all be gagged and, and gooped and other drag catchphrases next week, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, I've never been too worried about the finale ever, so I'm not, like, I think I'm less, um, disenchanted than you are i think for me the big thing is i watch this show and i think i swear to god rue and everybody at world of wonder you are let me sit you down and tell you something about yourself you're terrible at producing this reality storyline these are drag queens it's just gonna be way better if you sit back and you let them drag queen and you judge it somewhat fairly like sending people home who make no fucking sense does not make a better show it doesn't make us like you more and it doesn't make us like the loud and obnoxious queens anymore like this show was better when you tried to produce it less you're bad at this and that's okay that's okay that i mean that's how i feel about it like it it, i think literally if they were a little more hands if if they like decided let's be a little more hands off with that shit next year it would suddenly probably be a lot better yeah yeah all right, uh, that's the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Conde Nasty. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. I'm that girl. Thank you so much for joining us, that girl. Uh, and yeah. this has been Reading Drag Race. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. You get the idea. Um, if your name is Louis Fertel, we love you. Please be on our podcast. Uh, and we're going to leave you with last week's missed tarot reading for Vanjie by that girl. Bye. 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 Hi, everyone. This is That Girl Down the Street with another Drag Queen Tarot reading. This time we're going to be reading Miss Fanchi. Miss Fanchi. Let's get started.
So the three cards that we have for Vanji are the Two of Wands in reverse, the Ace of Cups, and the Four of Cups. The Two of Wands in reverse, it's all about laying plans, laying plans, laying plans, lots of planning. I'm just going to be real with you, Vanji. I don't, I see you just reacting through life. I don't see you doing the planning in the first place, Mom. What it what it really means is when the the two of wands is in reverse is it's all about like maybe having an idea of what would happen moving forward into the future and that not really working out for you. So it's about essentially like going back to the drawing board, figuring out what it is that is going to work with you and really connecting with yourself and figuring out what it is that you need to work on and like prioritize in order to really make that like goal happen. Because the way that you're approaching it right now requires a little bit of adjustment so it's about really fine-tuning within yourself what it is that you're going to do in order to realize whatever it is that you're after this is really about like redefining goals and figuring out what your plan is now given that what played out didn't work so the ace of cups the Ace of Cups is your second card. It is, all Aces are about new beginnings, so that's really cool. And new beginnings related to, like, uh, creativity, emotional new beginnings, the opportunity to really expand yourself creatively. Cups are all about really, like, thoughts and desires and stuff like that so i would say that like the ace of cups it's all about you just really allowing yourself to just embrace your creative nature and figure it out and then pursue those creative endeavors your cup it's overflowing at the moment you have all these things that are like sprouting right now you're in a period of immense change so just embrace that change embrace these new opportunities and really tap into that creative energy and i think that that's a great pairing with the two of wands because it's all about like readdressing what it is that you want to be doing and how you want to be approaching it and really just focusing on uh creative aspects that you know, will bring those things into alignment. So approach your goals creatively because that's what's going to bring you uh, towards what it is that you want to be doing. The final card is the Four of Cups. And the Four of Cups, I love the Four of Cups because it's just like the most like meh card in that it just has this person that's just like uh you know kind of discontent with what they're where they're at at the moment i like it because of the illustration more so than the meaning because the meaning isn't really that positive it's not really overly negative either but it's all about attitude so it's about really adjusting your attitude to position yourself so that you could be happy and fulfilled. 
though it is the case that you didn't get to the finals and you express a lot about doubting yourself, feeling like you wanted to make other people proud and maybe not having gotten to do that in the way that you would have wanted or having your relationship work out the way that you would have wanted, that doesn't mean that those things weren't like things to be proud of, things to, you know, appreciate, things to think of in positive terms. And all that's required there is essentially like, hey, perspective change, like given that the circumstances are the same, you can really choose how you want to perceive those circumstances. So like, though not always the case, a lot of situations can be made better through solely deciding to appreciate the things that you have as opposed to worrying about or beating yourself up about things that you don't yet have or haven't yet accomplished. So what I would say that these three cards together, you need to really just refocus what it is that you're prioritizing at the moment. And I would encourage you to do so in a way that is really tapping into your creative energies because of that Ace of Cups. So just taking a second to step back, look at what it is that you're currently doing, look at the plans that you've set out, figure out a way to really incorporate your creativity and your perspective, aesthetic, point of view, uh, natural like personality into those situations and really figure out a way to essentially like, you know, steer that ship. So figure out how to incorporate more intentionality into what it is that you're doing and simultaneously just appreciate experiences situations uh everything for what it is you're truly blessed with the opportunities that are presented to you and what you need to do in order to maximize those experiences and maximize those situations is just a pre approach them from a position of like gratitude, graciousness, like appreciation, because those are the things that are going to like leave you feeling fulfilled. Happiness is the difference between like expectation and reality. If you don't expect much and then you get something huge in return, you're incredibly happy. But if you expected the world and then uh, only got a little, you might leave yourself feeling you know, sour about a situation. So be happy with what it is that you have and the opportunities that are presented to you because they're great. Not many people get them. So remember that and just be your amazing, talented, charming, wonderful, charismatic self because, bitch, you got more charisma than anyone. That's not a bad thing. Love it. This has been That Girl Down the Street. Have a good one. Bye! Magic.